Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Last year, the city of Birmingham, Alabama celebrated its 150th anniversary. 150 years ago, iron ore, coal, and limestone defined Birmingham. Today, however, it may be more synonymous with the civil rights movement. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said of Birmingham, I like to believe that the negative extremes of Birmingham's past will resolve into the positive and utopian extreme of her future that the sins of a dark yesterday will be redeemed in the achievements of a bright tomorrow. We had a chance to visit the Magic City, and we're here to tell you all about it. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, here we are, sis, in our hotel room makeshift studio. That's right. We're at a different table today. We pack up a suitcase full of equipment and hit the road. That's right. And Laura Beth is so good at... um, setting up a studio wherever she needs to well i'm telling y'all laney can plan a trip now it doesn't need to be a weekend or a week she has no boundaries she will hit hot spots for you and if she doesn't know them she will dig into locals and find you the spots well i find joy in that i've thought before i probably should have been a travel agent but um well you did it again you did it you did great on the mississippi trip we did last year and you did it again with our birmingham trip so give me an assignment and i'll find where we need to go i feel like we have good hot (laughs) spots to tell y'all about from our trip and yeah we are literally recording while still on the trip (laughs) in fact we um Pulled up the, you know, there's two chairs in the room, the desk chair, Laura Beth's in, and I pulled up the corner chair, so I'm sitting literally on the edge of the seat. <laughs> it's such a deep chair that I don't have any back support. But You're this kind is of fun. like in the um, sort of scenario where a boss is trying to make the person sitting across from them feel, feel lesser. Low. Yeah, yeah. I'm real low. So I feel like <laughs> the big and mighty boss right now. Yeah, so we visited Birmingham, Alabama, also known as Pittsburgh of the South for the massive steel industry that is here, also known as the Magic City for the magical explosion of population growth that it experienced. So we're talking 1880. I'm looking at numbers from the Birmingham Public Library. They were just over 3,000 in population in 1880. 1890, 10 years later, 
748% increase. They were at 26,000. Wow. In that 10 year period. Okay, then looking at 1910, another 245% increase. Now they're up to 132,000 and on and on and on. And it was quite an explosion. I cannot imagine seeing that sort of growth in a 10 year period or in well, you're a 30 in year period. You're kind of watching it right now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyhow. (laughs) Okay, let's stick to Birmingham. So, yeah. So, it was magical in that sense. That's why it's called the Magic City. Yeah, I had to look that up. I had no idea. That's where that name came from. So, we wanted to visit. It's almost three hours, but not even quite three hours south of us from Franklin, Tennessee. And it's a place of a lot of uh, headquartered businesses are here. We even recognized a few. On buildings. uh, On large buildings in the downtown area. We recognized Shipped, which is a newer business, but one that you might be familiar with if you have uh, groceries delivered to your home. We knew Southern Living was down here and Hoffman Media and they produce Southern Lady Magazine and um, Tea Time and other sort of regionally focused. Yeah. Cooking. Magazines. Milo's Tea is down here. Gold Flake. The chips are down here. Just lots that I think people would be familiar with that may be surprising that they're located here in Birmingham. Well... Lots to do, lots to see here, but this is also a very significant area for civil rights. For sure. So that was one of the highlights was going to the Civil Rights Institute. Yeah. Which is right across the street. I didn't realize it would be located right across the street from a significant church where MLK spoke before the March to Birmingham. Yep, 16th Street Baptist Church on yes. 16th Street. Yes. So I guess that's why they selected to put the institute in that whole district in that area since lots it had of that. yeah, and it was it was very great 2 hour sure. visit we had there. Yeah, well done museum, um some interactive parts, lots of reading. So I mean, just as any give museum, yourself time. give yourself time to read and, and you can go as deep as you want to. And I just thought it was a good timeline to remember because if you're living today and you can hear my voice, then your parents very likely or you yourself overlapped with some of this yeah. timeline. And so it's pretty close to home, which is crazy. Even if this isn't a region of the country that you live in or a region of the world, the timeline overlaps a lot of people that you yourself know right, or right. are in your family. So it's just crazy. Just tender hearted. I don't know. Just there's a lot that's difficult to mm-hmm. know in mm-hmm. humanity that this kind of behavior happened in our lifetime and continues. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. I just think it's important. I would say the one piece in the museum that absolutely stopped me in my tracks was when I came face to face with the white robe that was worn by someone of the Ku Klux Klan. And I don't want to take, I didn't want to take a picture of it. I didn't want to even read the plaque. It just startled me and made everything that I had seen before and seen after oh so real. And I just have no words really to say how that emotion hits you. Yeah, so I would highly recommend it. It's a very um, approachable ticket price of $15 a person, 
was open on a Saturday as well, which is yes. when we went. And not, I mean, it was a Saturday, a cold Saturday, so it was not busy. I don't know if that's normal on a Saturday, if it's a beautiful day. But, um, you know, there was others in there with us, but it wasn't real busy. Yeah, yeah. So I would say put that on your list for sure. Give yourself a couple of hours to do it. And it's in the downtown area. So also in the downtown area. Should we go ahead and mention our peanut stop? Oh, Just because we did those. I, I kind of wanted to mention them together just because they were in close, close together. Now we did. We moved the car. And funny thing, when we were talking to Jamie that runs Alabama Peanut Company, he was telling us people move the car around a lot here. There's yeah, not a lot of pedestrian walking. walking. Yeah, it's not a real walkable city. I mean, I guess it is, but things are spread out just enough that there's parking available so people move their car around. So yeah, Alabama Peanut Company. So glad you thought to do this because boiled peanuts are very much a part of Alabama culture. Absolutely. We've mentioned them on the podcast before, so... You see them at gas stations. You see them on like side ro- side of the road stands. I have tried them before from a gas station and did not enjoy them. Yeah, they're they're boiled, so they're wet. Yeah, like that's what's unusual to me is I'm, I expect a peanut to be crunchy. Yes, not soft. Yes, we loved what Jamie called boiled peanuts. And that was the edamame of the South. Which is a great description because even when we we got to taste six different flavors on Saturdays, the Alabama Peanut Company does additional flavors. Right. Of their boiled. And they also do have roasted, which we left with a bag of roasted that were warm and wonderful. And That's you, my choice. You <laughs> said just... warm was the key even on the boiled peanuts. I you, think so. You know. Yeah. Once they cool down, I don't know. They just... It's that's not my snack of choice. Yeah. But I did enjoy trying these flavors. I thought it was really fun. So we had salt and vinegar, um, sriracha honey, uh-huh. French onion soup, uh, classic just salt, Alabama Cajun, and jalapeno dale. Yes. That was one of your favorites, right? It was. Yeah. I liked that one. Had a little spice to it. Also found out Dale's is that Dale's seasoning is from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. So if you've used that for marinades or sauces, that might be a familiar brand to you. But yeah, just a great stop in again in the downtown area. So apparently there's a great lunch spot right next door. We didn't get to try that because we had lots of lots and lots and lots of food recommendations. (laughs) But yeah, I would say stop in six bucks for a bag of roasted peanuts yeah just a fun souvenir fun thing to snack on they have you know you just pick what size bag you want there's various sizes tell them if you want the boiled or the roasted and but they'll fix you up the cool part about the history is this building was originally a roasted peanut factory and the man that had been running that was ready to put the roasting aside. Yeah. And here comes Jamie, who had been doing boiled peanuts. His family runs uh, an antique business, antiquing business. And he'd been doing boiled peanuts to kind of pair up with their business. And I think he was ready to grow into something bigger. Finds out the peanut company is ready to is ready to pass the baton or lay down the baton. So he's literally using the same roasters as the original peanut company i think 
I would be the same way, but he sounded a little bit like he approached it with trepidation. For sure. Like he like, was going to do, do something wrong. Screw this up. Yeah. So it's cool. You can see the, the roasters right there when you go in as well. And we put some, uh, we took some pictures. We'll be putting different things up on Instagram this week. But I just thought, what a great intervention of time. And I even just really, I enjoyed everything about that. It's an old cobblestone road. Yes. Driving in. It's like the an original old road of Birmingham. They even have pictures inside of that very street with yeah. horse-drawn carriages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a history, you know, I love tradition and history and so to see that that this place is still roasting peanuts yeah. to continue the tradition I love that yeah and it was busy it was I think the locals know this is a good peanut so yeah. <laughs> that's where they're going for sure people I could tell people it felt like regulars that were it coming felt in like right regulars very diverse crowd in there they weren't looking at the menu like they came in knowing knowing what they, what were, they were getting, getting. yeah, yeah. And they do change out the Saturday additional flavors. flavors. In fact, he said they'd never done French onion, and that was your favorite one. I loved the French onion. Yeah. I thought that was such a good way to have a salty flavoring in a unique way that you didn't expect. So So because Birmingham isn't real walkable, you kind of address things by neighborhood. Yeah, because you're moving the car. Right. So um, some of the more popular neighborhoods would be Homewood. Mountain Brook, Trussville, Hoover, Vestavia Hills, and we really we also went to Avondale. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you kind of go by neighborhood and hit the things you want to hit. Right. And go to the next one. That's good. Yeah. But that's fun exploring. Yeah. So, yeah, so we spent time in Homewood and Avondale. We didn't make it down to Hoover, although I thought we might. Um, there's just never enough time I know. in a weekend. So. I know. Um, Let's talk about Homewood first, maybe. Okay. And that's where we stayed. We had some great shopping recommendations there. We specifically were told to check out Three Sheets and the (laughs) Alabama Goods store, which were both great. Yes. Loved them both. Found a fun toy store. We did. Cute bookstore. Anytime that um, a Main Street-esque sort of small town or any sort of town has a local bookstore. We always like popping in. in there. We they got, had everything, bakery. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the all the things. Yeah. We did some strolling through some of the side streets. We picked up some orange rolls, which were also recommended to us from the Urban Cookhouse there in Homewood. I'm telling y'all, if you're a listener and you're hearing recommendations, we followed a lot of uh, these. Like, absolutely. Literally. This ordered was probably, what people told us to. We ordered exactly what people told us to, went into the places. We followed a lot of y'all's lead. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because y'all had great recommendations. Nothing was amiss that we were Why told. Why bother with picking our own? Exactly. Uh, what else would we say about Homewood? Just so, you know, I mean, great shopping all around. Had a very suburban feel to it. You were saying how kind everybody was, too, that you noticed in the stores and everything. They were. I mean, I would expect that, but it's always nice to just get that confirmed every once in a while. Always greeted in the stores and just very, yeah, just a very warm, hospitable place for sure. We spent some time over in Avondale. 
Yes. Which we were pulled into for restaurant reasons. Yum. Yum, yum. First of all, we went to the Pepper Place Market. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So it's their Saturday Farmer's Market. It's just 7 to 12, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because it was winter, like it was just back. Yeah. And it was smaller Smaller than normal. And indoors. Yeah. Yeah. um, So we saw a sign on the Pepper Place that said Dr. Pepper Company. So I looked it up because I was like, wait, is that why this is... Is that why this is Pepper Place? Um, Sure is. So naive. I'm like, is it because it's a farmer's market and they have good peppers? (laughs) I don't know. So Dr. Pepper out of Waco, Texas started booming. And in 1920s, they put in two additional bottling facilities, one in Dallas and one here in Birmingham. So the Birmingham... A facility handled all the Dr. Pepper bottling east of the Mississippi. Okay. And so they were there bottling Dr. Pepper till the early 80s, I read. Wow. Yeah. So that was fun. I love Dr. Pepper. And we've done a whole episode on Southern sodas because there's some great ones that came out of the South. So many. So yeah, Pepper Place was fun. And then, yeah, we, we were torn on barbecue places there was a lot to choose from yes and not enough meals i still think it's funny that a lot of the greeks were or even have their hands in barbecue true true not just traditional greek food they just like feeding people (laughs) that's right that's right and yeah and there's a whole episode too on greek influence in birmingham too So so jim and nick's barbecue which is a chain we even have in our hometown uh is a greek owned company Mm mm-hmm Birthed out of Birmingham. That's right. But we didn't go there. We didn't go to Jim and Nick's because we have a Jim and Nick's. Right. We chose to go to Saw's Soul Kitchen. Yes. Which was such a good choice in the Avondale neighborhood. Very cute little neighborhood. Reminded us a little bit of our area of East Nashville. Yes. So if you're familiar with Nashville, you know exactly what kind of vibe (laughs) I'm talking about. Real hip, you know, small places, historic places that are getting revived. So yeah, very, I don't know, just... Humble, right? Yeah. What would you say about sauce? Well, smaller than I expected. I don't know why I expected it to be bigger, but it's small. Yeah. The menu, to me, everything looked good. Yeah. We, like we've already mentioned, went ahead and went with what we were told to order from our friends at Stately Made. Yeah. So. So that was, I got the sweet tea fried chicken sandwich. With Alabama white sauce. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. We, we shared each other's too. And I got the pork and greens, oh, so which good. was pulled pork on um, collard greens and cheese grits. Yes. With fried onion rings on top. So wonderful. It all worked so well together. Yeah, just to I mean, there was like of different... all different textures stacked on each other. That was so good. So good. Yeah, cool. And I love sharing with each other where you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. It's fun when you're traveling. For sure. But yeah, cool coffee shops in the area. We saw one that we've we've deemed that would be a great date night. Date night. (laughs) It was called Satellite Coffee. That's right. Yes. And just had a fun... Um, like rockets and science-y kind of vibe on the inside, on the walls. Uh-huh. And a whole wall of games, board games, yes. different kinds of games you can take to your table. Photo booth. A photo booth. How fun is that? Yeah, just like it was just set up well to invoke conversation. So yes. that's why we thought it'd be a fun date spot. Also in Avondale and right around the corner from where we chose to eat our barbecue is Rodney Scott Barbecue. Yes. Out of South Carolina. Home of the whole hog barbecue. Yes. And while I was really wanting to 
experience that as well. We'll save that for a South Carolina trip. That's right. We wanted to stick with the Alabama theme. That's right. So uh, it's in Avondale, and he is opening a second location in Homewood soon. Oh, yeah. So, okay. It, you know. it's So it's doing well here, I guess. Must be doing well. And, yeah, you see lots of different places to try barbecue. But yeah. We just stuck with our recommendations. That's right. That's right. We also hit some great Greek, great Greek-owned restaurants. Oh, yeah. We're actually going to do a whole episode on the Greek influence in Birmingham. So we're not going to dive too deep into some of the history of these. But before we even really got into Birmingham proper, we hit up Nikki's West. It's northwest of Birmingham. It's only it's Monday in through Friday. So that's why we hit it on our way in. Yes. Cafeteria-style meet and three. Oh, my gosh. This had been recommended to me. And I had it in my phone for probably almost two years now. I've had okay. Mickey's West in Birmingham. <laughs> Must visit. So I knew it was going to be good. And they did not disappoint. At all. It was much larger than I expected. It's huge. We had Greek style salmon. Oh. Hello. With some wonderful I now sides. I learn how to make that. Because it was so delicious. Yeah. See, it's tricky with meat and three. Sometimes I feel like I'm eating healthy. And I'm not sure I am. The The salmon was healthy. Salmon was, but... Cabbage, the cabbage... Nothing about those veggies was healthy. Was covered in buttery goodness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's tricky. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great, really great restaurant. Wonderful lunch spot. We also visited the Bright Star in Bessemer, Alabama, which is also historic, even older than Nikki's West, Greek-owned, as I mentioned. I know. When I think about a restaurant that's been open since 1907, that is, that's seen two world wars, the Great Depression. Yeah. Like, to make it through all of that as a restaurant, yeah. that is unbelievable. Yeah. And they've grown. Even yeah. they've grown literally in the building is huge seats over 300 people wonderful lunch menu even a wonderful Fancier dinner menu yes in the evening so the bright star is one that I'd say probably most Birmingham residents would, would recommend and it may have been a place that was a fancy occasion spot for them or is for them yeah, and even when we were setting out one morning for our day adventures, you looked up and said, what is that big statue up there? I'm like, oh my gosh, we're already at the Vulcan. So we went ahead and pulled up, went up the hill. We got there early, too early to walk through the museum and some of the other grounds that weren't yet open. But Vulcan Park is a stellar view oh of Birmingham. So when it was recommended to me, I thought everybody just wanted me to go see the statue Vulcan meaning uh, Roman and Greek god of fire and forge. So a mythical inventor of smithing and metalworking, which hence the steel industry and exactly, all of that. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's massive and up on a hill. But I didn't know that on the clearing, the cleared side of that hill, you'd be you able to have a view of the city. Great view of the city. And then we had sort of a perspective later of the day. To know, oh, that's that building, the, yeah. the Civil oh. Rights Institute. That's We saw that from the hill. So it was actually a fun place to start. It really was a great place to start. And one I would recommend for sure to take pictures and just to get a nice breathtaking view of Birmingham. Yeah, and it was so crisp and wonderful in the morning to be up there. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I bet it would be really pretty in the fall because there's lots of rolling hills yes. around it. So I bet you'd be able to see lots of pretty fall colors. 
Now, we just had a weekend, and we didn't have children with us, so there's lots of other things you can do in Birmingham that we did not get to. They have a botanical garden. Yep. A zoo. I've heard good things about the zoo. They have um, a Barber Motor Sports Museum, the Birmingham Negro Southern League Museum, lots of different directions you could go yeah if you've got interest in any of those then there's a museum for that that's right and lots of other restaurants that we didn't have time to hit one that was on had been on my list for a long time was the highland bar and grill which is not open right now and i don't know if it will open again yeah Yeah. we're not sure the the future of that place but it's been in my phone as well for a very (laughs) a very long time as recommended by many people and award-winning and it always makes the lists yeah yeah, so we'll see what the future holds for that one. But we were grateful to get to scratch a few things off our list. Yeah, for yeah. We didn't get to Dale's visit. down in Hoover for Southern cooking. We didn't get to Johnny's for more of a, a Greek-owned restaurant. But. but I felt like we did get a good Greek um, experience yes. while we were here. Yes, for sure. So we hope you all get to visit Birmingham. We had a lot of fun here. We think that there's a diverse offering of things to do so for a weekend trip i think it was a really good good opportunity for us nashvillians to come on down yes so whether you make birmingham a weekend destination with a friend or your family or maybe just a one night stopover on your next beach trip you could stop by and see a few of these sites and locations um for just a one night trip before you hit the beach great idea love that All right, Lainey. Peace be with you. And also with y'all.